This week on Retronauts, we overcome our debilitating pizza addictions. My name is Bob. I've been eating pizza for 30 years. Whoa. And I'd like to welcome you all to Retronauts Live, episode 55. And today's topic is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games. Before I begin, let me go around the table and introduce my posse. Who's to my right? Uh, Marty Sleva of are, One Up. Okay. And who are you, Marty? Uh, Specifically. I'm, of, I'm just of One Up. Okay. Uh, of, of One Up fame. Yeah. And I am the true Donatello fan of the table. Oh, we're going to get into that soon. Uh, who do we have next to Marty? I'm Ray Barnhold. You know me. Ray? <laughs> Why are you here, Ray? Why well, are you here? Well, because uh, my magazine Scroll did a whole issue about Ninja Turtles games, and I said to Bob, you know, if you want to do this on Retronaut sometime, let's do this, because I already made the magazine. And I said, that eliminates a lot of work. So this yeah. morning, I printed out a PDF Ray sent me, and I had, I had never heard so many whispered, uh, angry shouts of turtles throughout the office, because I <laughs> occupied the copy machine for like 10 minutes oh, with this thing. Oh dear. So if you're listening at home, don't tell anybody at IGN, I, I was the guy behind that, because I think they're pretty mad about oh, it. Oh boy. Uh, who do we have next to Ray? Hi, my name is Kat Bailey, and I talk about RPGs, but I also like turtles. You're not allowed to talk about RPGs today, Kat. Well, there was never a Turtles RPG, was there? No. I feel like the we've lost the world. There are four turtles. That's the perfect party size. <laughs> yeah. Um, Turtle I feel, Fantasy Four. But they're all ninja class, so. Yeah, but yeah. you could uh, you could probably customize them. I'm sure that they've used like shotguns at some point. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like the turtles were created in Japan. Then yeah, we probably would have got yeah. around the time Dragon Quest came. But out. They, or they turned into the super turtles in that uh, the oh, Japanese right. version. Yeah, right. That is true. But I'll have to interrupt you guys because before we start our turtle discussion, we have a piece of listener mail. So I wanted to get to this because I have a habit of holding on to listener mail too long. This one comes in from Jared, who has written to us a few times. I appreciate it, Jared. And he says, uh, Dear Retronauts, thank you for reading my previous letter. You're welcome, Jared. Uh, Saints be praised for the continuous retro love you guys generate. I enjoyed your Double Dragon show. I played one of those crappy Double Dragon 3 machines at a local arcade back in the day. You had to go to in-game stores and add quarters to get weapons or power-ups. How prophetic. As you observe the portent of the free-to-play era. Uh, Jared goes on to say, I appreciated your responses to my good, excuse me, my question about good games you just don't get, but I was aghast when I learned that Sam doesn't like asteroids. I know him to be a man of taste and refinement, but I guess we all have a pink flamingos, a pink flamingo of madness hidden in our psychic closet. That is a strange metaphor that I will take apart later, <laughs> Jared. Uh, Sam is not here, so he cannot uh, answer, but maybe I'll ask him later and he can respond uh, angrily on the internet. Uh, Jared goes on to say, question for today's, for today's panel. What's your favorite arcade game and why? Mine is Robotron 2084. I don't think there's a more intense challenge in video games. The claustrophobic single-screen litter with hazards all conspiring to kill you gives the game a vicious difficulty. You need to use both speed and delicacy to counteract the dozens of lethal things happening on screen. And the arcade cabinet is absolutely necessary to play Robotron correctly. The sensory experience of slamming those twin-stick arcade controls in that screaming color palette from the CRT Wells Gartner monitor. They'll grab me in a way few games can. What arcade game knocks your socks off? 
And uh, Jared says he's still holding out for the Nihon Telnet podcast. So thanks for writing, Jared, and we can answer your question. Um, I won't start today because I have a feeling Whoa. that I'm a jerk and I always start first. So, Marty. Uh, oh, my God. To get very specific, yes. I think my favorite arcade game is a sit-down cabinet of Miss Pac-Man. Ooh, nice. Uh, that is one of those few games that I'm just, uh, whenever I see it at a bar or at an actual arcade, that I feel compelled to play. Uh, ha- partly because I'm lazy and I is like it sitting a, down. Is it a cocktail cabinet? It is, yeah. Okay, those are great. Yeah. I don't see enough of those. Um, and I just think that Miss Pac-Man is one of the rare perfect games. So. Cool. So, uh, Ray... Favorite arcade game? Uh, Miss World Nude '96. Whoa! <laughs> is that a, is that a is that a puzzle game or? <laughs> it's one of those uh, quick spirit boxes. That's what I thought. <laughs> Thank God. Did they did they crown Miss Nude World '96 or was she? Uh... No, I'm afraid not. Okay. The <laughs> debate still goes on. You can't finish that game. Uh, but actually, Ray, what is your real arcade game? Unless you're outing yourself as a total perv. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, wait a minute. Technically, Uh-oh. I'm outing myself as a guy who's played way too many shit in Mame. That's true. Um, I think I think I can uh, admit to that as well. Probably a uh, bomb jack. Nice. Might, Mighty bomb jack? No, no, that's different. Ooh, how, that's like uh, how are they different? I'm sorry. Well, bomb jack is, you know, the original. So oh, Mighty I... bomb jack was like the NES, you know, reimagining. Okay, uh, so there was no Mighty bomb jack arcade game. Right. It was just bomb jack. Bom- yeah, I'll, bomb I'll jack. The original up. concept, yes. So is it similar at all to the NES game? Well, in that you have to collect all the different bombs and stuff, but other than that, no, because the, the original is like a single-screen game, and you just have to collect all the bombs, and you clear the stage. But the NES game is more of an adventure stuff with more tricky bullshit in it. And yeah, mm-hmm. I will look into that. Sounds yeah. cool. And Cat, favorite arcade two, game? I have two favorites. Okay, um, that's, in, I'll, I'll let you say both. <laughs> in modern terms, I like Gundam Extreme Versus. Um, if we're talking, oh, about, that's right. Yes, it's four, that's very modern. It's a four-player <laughs> uh, virtual on slash Zone of the Enders type fighting game, and it's excellent. It's one of the more popular fighting games in Asia. But um, in retro terms, I think I'm gonna go with Metal Slug. Nice, because uh, you know it just feels good. It's uh, it's a great fit for both home consoles and arcades. I was gonna say the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game, but I don't know. Brawlers uh, they haven't aged very well, but Metal Slug is timeless. It's true. As for me, I like the Simpsons arcade game nice. for reasons that should be more than obvious if you've listened to this podcast at least twice. But <laughs> we're going to fight you on that one someday. You're going to fight me? Okay, we can do that. Uh, awesome. But if you want to listen to why, check out the Simpsons uh, episode we did back in last December. Yeah. But I'm just going to say, to me, it is like the swan song of the brawler. It's like the the last best brawler. At least in my opinion, you're free to disagree. But wow. it just it probably was had everything I liked in Brawlers, and they just kind of went downhill after that, or they didn't really do anything new after that. And it was very faithful to the show. It but was so goddamn faithful. To yeah, the show. even well, playing it, <laughs> I played it like a couple months ago, all the way through, and it's like it's faithful except like everybody's voices, like Mr. Burns That's true. Voice <laughs> I will. I will tell you, we're gonna get into this in the Ninja Turtles one, but all the voices are there except for all the Harry Shearer characters because Harry Shearer right. is a notorious dick to work with, which is why none of his characters are on the Simpsons ride at Universal Studios because oh, he just does not like. Give a shit. What does Harry Shearer do? Uh, Principal Skinner, Ken Brockman, uh, Mr. Burns, Smithers, Lenny, and more. You never really hear them anyway. Um, they're other important characters, but Mr. Burns in the Simpsons arcade game just sounds like a guy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, not some, even trying. Well, you sounded sort of completely different guy. in the first season anyway. Yeah, but it's it's not even, I mean, it's nothing it's like not, Mr. Yeah, Burns. It's, it's just like, you like. die now, Simpsons! <laughs> like that. And that, maybe that was even closer to the arcade game, but I think we're getting bogged down in semantics.
let's move on to our main topic, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, if you're from a horrible police state that's not, that's not allowed nunchucks <laughs> right. in, in their England? entertainment. Yes. So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, essentially, I'm not going to go into the huge creation of this because yeah. it's... It's not that interesting, basically. Uh, it oh, is also, I think, we're all of that generation, right? Think, but in uh, case, in case you're you're a bit younger, um, created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, and essentially, uh, let me know. Do you know the history behind this? Right, you probably know because you did all the research. Um, basically, a toy company contacted them and just wanted to use their property to sell toys and make a cartoon. Like the the essential like. Popularity of the Ninja Turtles was just a, a way to sell things to kids, right? Just like the spark of popularity. Like, yeah. Well, it's not like they weren't receptive to merchandising out the, the comic franchise and all that. But yeah, it was basically like, well, we want to make a cartoon, but we also should probably have a toy line to go with it. So let's have let's have the toys first, then we'll make the cartoon. and then. Right. And apparently there was a, uh, a miniseries before they launched into a syndicated uh Kind of, series. yeah. It's like the first five episodes. But right. It was actually surprisingly good. I yeah. actually watched it when it was airing on, on like actual TV. and uh, I, I feel like that was a common thing for cartoons in the late 80s, early 90s. Like They would start with like a five-part miniseries before they would go into yeah. just the like, regular syndicated <laughs> yeah. episode. Like Darkwing Duck did that. Um, it wasn't Gargoyles as, did that. It was uh, more serious-minded than the actual TV show. Yeah, um, and I think the first five episodes had uh, animation by, um, God... TMS, which is a really awesome uh, Japanese studio. Some of the animation was legitimately good. Yeah, um, like the animation you see in the title is awesome, and some of that is in a few of the episodes, not as yeah. many as you would there's want. A, well, there's a battle different. on top of a rooftop, and there's like 10 million foot soldiers. Yeah. And the, the animation in that one is really good. I just love that pan from the sewer grate to like the skyline, and they, they replicate yes. that in so many video games. We'll yeah. talk about that. So let me crack open my bootleg issue of scroll. <laughs> By the way, uh, I'm offering them for $5. <laughs> Beat that, Ray. And I might get fired for abusing the copy machine. So but you know, just going to put it on it. Pirate Bay and download it anyway. Like, oh, now, my God. Now you've pissed off everybody in the office. Thanks for that promotion. <laughs> <laughs> what is a scroll crap? <laughs> I'm trying to get my job done. <laughs> so let's start with the first game in the series, which is, okay, these are all Konami games. That's right. right. Yeah, that's yeah. the point of the issue, yeah. Because Konami was the big, the official Turtles game maker back in the 90s. Right. So I wanted to put that out because I'm not going to be like, this one's by Konami because they're all by Konami. Right. They had the license wrapped up. Just like Capcom with Disney stuff, they they had the hot property and they executed on it pretty well. I wouldn't say they were as successful as Capcom, but they did a mm-hmm. they did an admirable job Solid in many cases. B. Yes. So this one is uh, from 1989 NES. I think uh, this was a staple of any child's NES collection. Just as if mm. in in my day, you walk into anyone's dorm room, they have a copy of The Matrix on DVD. <laughs> if you were eight right. years old in the early, I uh, say late eighties, early nineties, you walk into someone's living room, they have a copy of Ninja Turtles for the NES. If they have an NES, and it was a weird mix of the animated series and the comic books because it was, if you yeah. look at the if you look at the cover, they are all wearing the red bandana. Yeah, the cover yeah. the cover is like for Raphael's, yeah. uh, basically. Yeah, it's, well, it's, that's, that's actually like the cover of issue four. I don't know why. Oh, they, okay. Yeah. Well then. Okay then. Yeah, and I know the cover of the game is, um, I don't know, it's part of a larger spread, like a like a front and back page spread. I've seen the whole thing; it looks pretty cool. But yeah, this was uh, Konami's first attempt at adapting the um, Ninja Turtles franchise to a sort of platformy context, and it uh, it tries out a bunch of things, but doesn't really succeed that well in all of them. And uh, Ray, why don't you take the lead on this one? What do you think about Ninja Turtles, the NES game? I think. Next to the arcade game is probably the best known one. I think people right. might know the arcade game a little better because it was it was more accessible and you know you, you didn't need an NES to play it. Right. So but yeah. Also, like you said, everybody with any any NES had this game, so yeah, that was pretty much a given. Uh, but yeah, it's not that great a game because 
there's there's yeah, and a few things surrounding it, like the fact that it's not entirely faithful. It's like so, like we said, sort of based on the cartoon or the comics, or sometimes even the toy line. Um, but it's not really consistent, and it's like you you get the feeling that the designers didn't really know what they wanted to do, but there was some sort of like this. They have an electrical guy. There was and a, weird bat things flying around the sewers. Yeah, it's like and they fire had, dudes. They yeah. had some source material, but not everything. So it feels like a lot of the enemies were pulled from the same closet that a lot of just random platformers got their but enemies from. Bebop right. and Rocksteady are there too. They are, yeah. Out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you fight the Technodrome. Right. You do. Hey, let's not get ahead of things. <laughs> uh, this, like, I don't want to rush through it because we have we have a lot of time, and a lot of these games don't deserve that much coverage. But this game. I think is most remembered for that goddamn second the stage that was a sticking point for so many people. I knew people that owned the game and never played past the second stage. Like right. to them, the stage, the game was the first stage. They would just play that over yes, and over. The yeah. swimming level, um, <laughs> the demo. The swimming mechanics weren't super great to begin with. No, they um, don't. And it required an yeah. incredible amount of precision to be right. able to sneak through um, the electric, uh, the electric weeds, and then around yeah. the yeah. spinning things. Uh, it's very hard, um, and I honed. I honed my, spent many years reflect, honing my reflexes to the point where I could finally get past it. Oh my gosh, so much wasted time. <laughs> no, I know. Ca- no, I wasted time like in different ways. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Ray, go no, ahead. I was saying the whole game is like that. There's tons of bits where you really cannot go through without getting hit, yeah. like yeah. at all. And I know there's one particular jump in the game that is notorious. Uh, it's like this tiny gap that if you try to jump over it... But you run it. You, you have, have to run across, run across it. it. Is that yeah. is that what yeah. happens? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Well, that's just that's just them. Fucking but then you have you. to go yeah. all the way back around, and the enemies respawn. That's you know I, everything yeah. always seems so arbitrary about the game to me. Right. Uh, like just if you walk like a you know couple pixels to the left and then go back, just new just enemies. Like will Thirty spawn. enemies just yeah. pop out. Like I thought. Yeah. I got and rid sometimes of you like you go down a sewer and you go, nope, I'm not dealing with those enemies. Yep, yep. Go back up, come yeah. back. Yeah. Okay, those enemies aren't so bad. And uh, we should also point out that this game, uh, you can switch between turtles at will. But hey, you want to save Donatello for those tricky spots mm-hmm. because he's the best one. He's those the tank. Donatello, Leonardo, and Michelangelo is okay, and Raphael is useful. Raphael so just, just pure reach, right? That was yeah, yeah. That was like, important. Yeah. You want the reach. Uh, like Leonardo may have been a little more versatile, but Donatello just you could you could actually jump up and hit people yeah. below you below right. you without I, getting hit. I know one boss. I think it's Rocks that you can jump up above him and just keep stabbing down with your bow yeah. as he runs into it. It's just like it's super easy. That's way a, to you can just a talent. Yeah, almost any of them. Especially okay, even Shredder. Oh wow! Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah like uh, Raphael uh, and I think. I don't know if the other games would have this much of an imbalance between the characters, but Raphael basically just like spun a dinner fork in his hand, like in front <laughs> yeah. of him. It was really lame. So I guess he was your most expendable, which sucks because he's my favorite turtle. Well, um, I would actually like to take a moment to say that I don't think this game is as bad as everyone says it is, because if you look at it in the context of the times, there were a lot of really terrible license were, games at yes. that time. And it was certainly not as bad as, say, the X-Men game by... Uh, oh, God. L- uh, LJN published it. I have no freaking clue Where LJN... Who, uh, uh, where Wolverine actually loses energy when his claws are out for some reason. I mean, it's nowhere near that bad. And in fact, it's still reasonably enjoyable to play today. Right. And some good things I can say about the game. I like the graphics. Uh, they're a little weird, but I mean, I think they're pretty they're good reasonable. for the time. Um, but, it's reasonably um, faithful, unlike, say, Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, you, you, there are recognizable characters and recognizable situations. You have your favorite oh characters. I forgot about the Back to the Future <laughs> game. And it's creative. <laughs> 
It is. Uh, it is. It's interesting. It's not just a straight up beat 'em up. It yeah. actually tries things. I, I guess we can give yeah. them like an A for effort because they tried to mix things <laughs> up. And one thing I will say the game does extremely well is the soundtrack. I mean, mm. I never owned this game. Everyone I knew owned this game, and to this day, I can I can remember every song in this game just like coming in my head. And you're gonna hear a ton of the music from this game in this episode because it's so good. The boss battles were actually really good music. Yeah, yeah. I, like I can't think of a song in this that's bad. They're all really, really memorable and sort of like the Mega Man ish or like a River City Ransomy sort of style. Uh, I don't know, Ray. How do you feel about the music? I find it to be like I'm exceptional. It feels like it's a Castlevania soundtrack, but in like a happy, bouncier context. I want to go context. that far, but <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, just as the guy who's played all these games, I can say that I like the Game Boy games music a lot better. Like Ooh. overall, they have they've, okay same like uh, composers or uh, no, not the same. Just speaking know. of which, you mentioned the uh, Game Boy. At least one of the games is, is uh, um, Yamane. Is that her name? The uh, com- Castlevania composer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that soon. So, any any final thoughts on this game? Uh, like I said, I think if you're if you're our age or around our age, you know this game well. You might not have finished the second stage ever, yeah. uh, because I sure as hell haven't. And uh, if you're probably listening to this after we did the lunch break, so you can tell me if I did. I don't think I did. For me, the part <laughs> that I will never, ever beat is the Technodrome, just because, first of all, you have to find the thing. And then once you actually find it, it's a real pain to kill. Right. Um, good luck. And if you die, then it moves. So good luck finding again. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. And you really can, oh, yeah. like my memories that. are a little fuzzy in this point, but it feels like Donatello is the only viable turtle to kill it. And then once you kill it, you got to go inside and find Shredder. Right. Yeah, just, I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, ridiculously difficult. So to me, like the water level, like it's difficult, but it has absolutely nothing on some of the stuff that comes later. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure if I put that water level music in, you you might break out into a cold sweat and start panicking. <laughs> you won't know why. I mean, I think that water level music perfectly uh, accentuates the tension of that level just because it's just, I don't oh, know. The timing was the hardest part of that level. Yeah, yeah. Just because you get have your... very little time, realistically, to get yeah, all of the bombs. Yeah, and if you rush, you'll immediately just hit. And, and like, there's a good chance thing. that there will be like five seconds remaining um, when yeah. you have to do it perfectly, basically. You do, yeah. Uh, and... Like I, I ran into some missions in Borderlands too that reminded me a lot of Ninja Turtles. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's like Especially you have to, side quests. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, is this coming back? Can yeah. it go away? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, I think it's a memorable game, not because it was good, just because it was ubiquitous. But there were some good things about it, like the music. I like the graphics. I like the crappy localization where uh, I forget who it is. They either say you have my support or you can do it. It's just like the most bland, yeah. flat, yeah. like April Neal's like Michelangelo is over there. You at have least my it makes support. sense, yeah, though. She always yeah. that. If you look at like the broad majority of the NES library, I would say a lot of it's not playable today. I mean, it's just uh, really bad. I would say more than half of it's probably unplayable. Exactly. I, I it, I, this isn't the playable half. It is. It is. I, I would put this in the playable half in that... The first stage is fine. Uh, I'm sure the third stage is fine if I could ever get to it. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's actually surprisingly easy. It's just super bogged down by really stupid design decisions and just you know the bad programming in parts like right. all that enemy respawning. Yeah. And stuff. better and they did with the fall of oh, the same year i forgot it was the same year okay let's talk about this game guys yeah teenage mutant ninja turtles uh you may know it as tmnt2 the arcade game but yeah, first yeah. we're going to talk about the actual arcade game yeah. just called teenage mutant ninja turtles 
came out in 1989, and I'll tell you my story behind this. Uh, I mean, like when you were a kid, and even an adult in the late 80s, you don't know what arcade games are going to show up around you. Yeah. So I went into my local arcade. I saw this game. I freaked the hell out. <laughs> and I played it uh, for as much as my quarters lasted me. And as soon as I got home, I called my friend and left a message on his answering machine. I was like, you need to get to the mall. <laughs> there was a Ninja Turtles arcade game, and it was awesome. Yeah. And then a few months after that, those games were everywhere. They were in movie theaters, convenience yeah. stores, laundromats. Like Everywhere I went, there was a Ninja Turtles arcade game. And I loved it. It oh, was so good. So good. So, so good. A lot of people are big fans of Turtles in Time, and that, that's fair enough. But given the choice, I will always go back to the original arcade game. Yes, um, and it, it, to me, it symbolized, um, was this the same year as Final Fight? I think it was, yeah, 89. 89, yeah. Yeah, it symbolized like a real turning point in the brawler in that it felt more welcoming and fun than playing Double Dragon or, you know, Renegade or whatever, in that they at least gave you that first stage to have fun in, and then it eventually got pretty tough, you know, in quarter stealing. But that first yeah. stage... I feel like the wall, you hit the wall when you hit Bebop, because yeah, Bebop yeah. is really, really tough. Like, right. Rocksteady, one player, you can beat Rocksteady. Bebop, oh my god, that guy is ridiculous. Um, he has Rocksteady the ring. and Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's much later, and that's up. just really hard. Yeah. Really, really hard. Built to steal your quarters. Yeah, so pretty much. So this game, uh, like the Simpsons game later, uh, has four inputs, but only two in Japan. But that let you choose your favorite turtle. Uh, that is if that person was already hogging that joystick. Yeah. And, and everybody combo. would basically get into a bare knuckle brawl to either get Leonardo or Donatello. Um, <laughs> to me, it was weird. Like uh, I didn't think Bart Simpson was the best character in the Simpsons, but everybody wanted to be him. And mm. at least around me, right. everyone wanted to be everyone wanted to be Michelangelo. Really? Uh, yeah. What? Because nobody was... wanted to be Raphael. I. I wanted to but i didn't like the sigh so see now i like Raphael because he's good but at the time i only wanted to be donatello because i'm the real fan here can we talk about memories of this game guys like when did you encounter it what did you think of it it was uh it was my i believe it was my first brawler ever mm. I was, i'm a little bit younger than bob is but yeah. uh and uh i actually have not played this one in the arcade but uh what? It, was, it was one of the first games we got for the nes or one of the first games i remember playing for the nes you outside. didn't play it in the arcade it I was everywhere no no well evidently it was not in chicago so it was <laughs> everywhere but chicago <laughs> okay <laughs> um but yeah i also I, I remember sitting down with my brother and playing through it you know time after time again mm. uh and this kind of instilled uh you know to this day the the love i have for kind of couch co-op on brawlers and even playing i mean this game was re-released on xbla and psn right. correct? yeah way back 2007 I yeah think. yeah and then it's... it got pulled correct no it's still uh, there you're it's thinking of the reshelled. the ninja turtles for the nes did get pulled okay it's no longer on virtual console oh. and then when it was out it had some weird tax right what reshelled you... got pulled reshelled got pulled yeah. okay so two different properties yeah. got why pulled. why I did it get pulled uh, i assume it was licensing yeah. oh i Tur- yeah. turtle tax i feel bad turtle tax, turtle tax. <laughs> turtle i use turtle tax every year I, also for some, <laughs> some year this game i mean this, it's synonymous with me even though it shouldn't be for uh the same day we got this game we also got a weird uh NES controller, and instead of a D-pad, it had like the, the little circular. Oh, thing. NES Max. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so for some reason, those two are always synonymous with each other, even though they should not be. Hold your thoughts, Marty. We'll talk about the NES port in one second. Yeah. Ray, do you have anything to add? I mean, there are so um, many cool touches in this game. It reminds me of the Simpsons game in that it is very faithful. It might not tell a coherent story, yeah. but uh, there are all these eh, little cool April's touches. April's been kidnapped. Pretty much. Go rescue her. But I mean, like you do rescue her, and then what? Um, then now you got to go chase Shredder. Yeah, because Revenge. he's a jerk. Okay, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Revenge. The turtles are better than that, though. <laughs> but all the cool little touches, like, one of the greatest parts of the game, in my opinion, is, um, like, the person who gets the most hits in the stage or the most points in the stage is the one who gets the kiss from April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, is, that, is that how it's determined? I don't Something know. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was always a nice touch. And, I mean, even as a little boy, 
It was still cool. <laughs> I mean, I was like, ew, a girl, kiss me. It was just like, oh, mm-hmm. you got the kiss, and I wanted the kiss. Okay. Uh, it had the little animated, they had the little cartoon stills that made it look like yeah, the, the little vignettes. Um, yeah. Like when the turtles are jumping into the to April's apartment, Michelangelo falls on his ass. Yeah. When yeah. you're fighting Bebop and Rocksteady, uh, they will actually run into one another, much like in the animated series, because, you know, they're clowns. They're pretty stupid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but they're also really tough and annoying. Yeah. But um, uh, there yeah. was an, an arcade place near my house, actually, called Grand Slam that had batting cages and everything. And I discovered it when my parents took me there at random. And then I didn't want to leave, and I cried oh, um, God. when I ran out of quarters. Um, I would, too. But uh, since then, whenever I saw a Turtles machine, I would always play it. And even today, like, if I happen to see a Turtles machine, which is rare, unfortunately, um, I will definitely plug in a quarter and play it just for old times, because it's a great game. It is great. Like, it, yeah. I don't know, it's very expressive, and I think this was around the time when video games started to, they had to be more faithful to the source material because I think consumers are getting savvier. Right. Um, maybe this... Well, also, you know, like just like graphics and stuff was getting better. So. Right. Yeah. And as you pointed out in Scroll, this was a real like arcade showpiece. I mean, yeah. uh, there was digitized speech, not by any of the original actors. Yeah. Uh, of, unfortunately, that would be a problem that persisted throughout this. But still, digitized speech. I mean, I think they even had like maybe 20 seconds of the theme song that yeah. would, const- yeah. that would yep. play like before the attract mode started. Yep. The other thing about arcades was that... With an NES game, once you purchase a game, you sh- I mean, you you've got it, and you've, yeah. you've put in your money, so they can throw crap at you and whatever. But with an arcade, it has to have staying power, right. and the only way to have staying power is to grab people with the right use of the license mm-hmm. and the good graphics and the digitized speech and everything. And Konami understood that better than a lot of people with uh, this arcade game. Right? Yeah. I mean, this this is a sign of the times. It might show how old I am and how easily impressed we were, but. I think I was initially drawn to the machine because I saw that Ninja Turtles intro sequence. I'm like, wait a minute, that's a video game? Yeah. Right. And I went to it immediately. It I was mean, gorgeous. It was, yeah, and I think it still looks really great as far as 2D art it goes. It does, it does actually. So yeah. let's talk about the NES port, why don't we? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja thing, Turtles 2. Oh, sorry, Kat. Uh, one thing I have to ask. Yes. In the first level, why are these giant bowling balls bouncing down the stairs in uh, April's apartment? Maintenance it, problems. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, right, what'd you say? Something's... I don't know, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just part of the Foot Clan surplus. Something, yeah. <laughs> something that's always bothered me. Yeah. Anyway, continuing. Listen, we got to do something with these giant iron balls <laughs> in the attic. So yeah, the, the arcade game. Uh, many an arcade game would try for different style of gameplay when being ported to the NES. A lot of them yeah. didn't and were failures, but this one tried to stick very close to the arcade game. And... I think it was somewhat successful. It's not as colorful, obviously, as the arcade game. There's only two players instead of four, but... I think, uh, to, uh, to, uh, once again, uh, paraphrase that part of the Dark Knight that everyone does, uh, it's the, and it's the part of the arcade game we needed, not necessarily one we deserved. That is what I was thinking of. Yeah, I mean, this was a great solution because that arcade game was so damn popular, and bringing it home, was it the following year it came? It was it 90? I think I said 90. 90 yeah, yeah. 91, yeah. yeah. Christmas in the 1990s. Yeah, this was the perfect solution to you can't always be in the arcade. And this was a time when arcade perfect or arcade-like gameplay was important right. and was like relevant. But so, the thing yeah. is that you, the NES was the biggest system at the time. I mean, Genesis was coming up on it, but it's not like they could Looking really back, it's uh, it looks quite good for an NES game, but at the time I was disappointed because yeah. um, I was like, well, this doesn't look anything like yeah, the arcade yeah. game. But, you know, I got used to it. But the, right. Yeah, I mean, I still had fun with it. it. It's a very different looking game. It's sort of drab, as you point out in your issue, Ray. Um, it has an extra level with an extra boss, some wolf guy that I did not recognize. It does. It has two, two extra levels, right? There's a one samurai. Yeah. Uh, right. two, oh, two, yes, two. the samurai yeah. level. 
Uh, one thing I did want to point out is this game came with a coupon for free personal pan pizza, and I would yes. like to know how how much the turtles revitalized the ailing pizza industry in the late '80s. <laughs> I have a feeling that like it felt like pizza. What's an ailing? I don't know. I don't think it was. I feel like pizza was the motivating factor in everything I did as a child. Yeah. Like you're gonna read some books, you get a free pizza. You get you do good on Little League, you get a free pizza. You do this, you get a free pizza. Yeah. It felt like there was a pizza based economy for children. Yeah, <laughs> there was. Yeah, um, for me there was. I, I just eat a lot of pizza, guys. That's why I like the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> well, even like at the beginning of the Turtles movie, I believe uh, the first one, they have an ad for Pizza Hut. Yeah, where all the Little League kids end up going to Pizza Hut and it's playing the the song. And I'm sure that if you rented the videotape, it had a Pizza Hut commercial at the beginning, because I know a yeah. lot of VHS tapes did. Pizza Hut, they knew how to leverage this thing. They're yeah. like, wait a minute, the turtles eat pizza? They yeah. eat Pizza Hut pizza. Yeah, yeah nothing and else. Second sidebar, I used to like Pizza Hut pizza, but now it tastes really gross. Yeah. No, Pizza Hut pizza is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Has it always been gross, or is yes. it just, okay? <laughs> it's just you didn't know any better <laughs> as a kid. taste buds are just so refined right now. Yeah, after all that whiskey and <laughs> coffee. <laughs> yeah. Just cheese boards are bust. <laughs> oh, man, cheese board collective. That's a local shout out <laughs> to my favorite Marxist pizza place uh so let's continue anything else about this uh the port of the arcade game i mean it was a it was a pretty solid port all things considered and um it was actually pretty hard <laughs> leagues better so. than ninja turtles one ray yeah. begs to differ please <laughs> please judd in ray with your i, I just want to temper things a little bit please I mean, do i mean we are being effusive and loving to this game yeah. but and yeah i mean you should be i mean i was definitely happy for it as well and it was definitely the best port of the thing at home that you could get we had extra content. It had Baxter Stockman. <laughs> I know. That'd I know. be DLC. That'd be like 200 points. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, even whether or not you're going back to it now or not, you look at it, it's like, well, yeah, it is kind of drab. And the art's kind of a little bit messy. And it's mm. not exactly as fast or expressive as the arcade game. And some of that is definitely, yeah, natural, sort of a natural limit of the thing. Right. But it's also like, even as an NES game, it's not quite there, I'd think. And mm. Uh, the Manhattan Project kind of blows it away. That is true. I yeah. will give you that. Mm. So, and I don't think there's a real reason to play it now because yeah. the but, arcade game is accessible now. Right, but uh, at the time it was a big deal and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's no reason ignoring that. So well, Ray, who is the wolf in the biker jacket? The wolf is called Tora, actually. So, and uh, the the. The samurai guy is actually called, uh, I think, just Shogun something. Is he from the com- Are they from the comic? No, actually, they were made for this game oh. by Konami. Was the wolf level the snow level? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah, they, they look like they could uh, be Turtles characters, though, as much as anything could yeah. be. Yeah. With a giant head. Yeah, for well, sure. I wonder if they went form. to Eastman and Laird and were like, could you draw something <laughs> for us? They were supposed to be just bounty hunters from Dimension X. Fair that's, enough. That's their entire yeah. story. Dimension X, you can explain anything away. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can tell us about Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project, NES 1992. What is up with this game? <laughs> well, what, what is up with this game? What's the deal with Ninja Turtles 3? Well, again, it's a, it's a beat-em-up like all the others, but it does improve a lot on the stuff that sort of lacked in, in 2, especially the art and, you know, the, the, the variety and the colorfulness and stuff like that. So it's a much more honed sort of game compared to 2 is. Um, and it's not, like, super original, 
I mean, it's still this is some stupid shit where the Shredder is screwing up New York. He's shooting. Why does he lift Manhattan Island yeah. into the sky? Yeah. I don't know. And there's so much stuff you can't quite explain about that. But uh, yeah, it's it's just a really sort of refined version of two, and it is, in my opinion, the best of the NES games. I thought it was a little too easy, to be perfectly honest. Um, not the least because um, as a turtle, <laughs> you could just walk around and you could do this move where you would. Like lift them with your weapon and throw them over oh, your I head. I love that. Yeah. And that would basically be an instant kill on the foot soldiers. And it got it to the point where they could not even really touch me. Yeah, you can do that. I think. Well, I think their their way of balancing that was to make it much longer of a mm. game because there are a lot more stages. It was a long game. It so, was a pretty long yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, what else did they add, Ray? I know each character had their own specific attacks. Yeah, they have like these super special moves that you can perform. That like, would cost uh, you an, uh, yeah. um, well, a, a thing in your life bar. Sort of like how Final Fight did that. I know I know, yeah, Nichols, of... uh, the arcade game, had an attack that you hit, uh, like jump and attack at the same mm-hmm. time. Did that take your health away or not? I don't think I it f- did. Uh, I don't recall. Yeah, okay. Turtles 2 had that, but it did not take away life, and it was the most powerful attack in that game. That's right. I think yeah. they learned so their lesson after you that. You would use jump attacks, and you would oh. use, like, jump kicks, and yeah. you would use that, and that would be the best way to play through. The diagonal jump kicks was great. Was there an arcade version of Manhattan Project? No. no. It was just an NES original, and it came out pretty late there would be a mm-hmm. later nes game we'll get to that later but... it had super shredder in it <gasps> yeah that's yeah. the thing that it came out before uh, turtles in time did on super nes at least but it all, but it threw in a bunch of different characters from, got... like the toys and the movies and stuff so you have my Token recollection Razor. is that it got kind of panned by the critics of the time because they said hmm. well we don't want another turtles beat em up it doesn't do anything new they certainly didn't well. say that about turtles in time uh no they really like that one as for me i i had an, a super nes but i rented this game and i liked it a lot and i I didn't think of it as an inferior product or anything. I just was like, I like turtles. They're fighting. I enjoyed it well enough. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's the thing is that it came out in 92, same year as Turtles in Time at the end of the year, but I think it just sort of got swept away a little bit. It just kind of got, I feel like uh, it flew under the radar a little bit just because Nintendo at that time was, Mm. you know, going gracefully into the sunset. So, you know. A little bit, yeah. Anything to add about the Manhattan Project aside from its name that doesn't really make any sense? I mean, given a choice, um, if somebody said, Cat, you can play any Turtles game right now, I would actually probably play the first one over three. Just because, uh, eh, it's a beat-em-up. I like the music. <laughs> but listen, the Manhattan Project. I'm serious. I want to know about this. It's <laughs> like, okay, Shredder, uh, you have this Manhattan Project. Manhattan goes into the he, sky, then what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm... Well, uh, he can take it over. And why would you Why would you have it be the same name as an already infamous? Yeah, project? like let's get let's get original story. You're of, better than this that. This is sort of the running theme of you know what I wrote in the magazine too. It's like these stories just don't hardly go anywhere. Most of them, it's just <laughs> like he does this. What? Why? This, I mean, Who that's knows? A, that's a beat him up. Uh, is there a beat him up with a great story? Does that exist? Uh, <laughs> when you based on something like the cartoon, which you know at least each episode has and a beginning and the end. Shredder like, doesn't think things through. He's just like. Like, you know what? I'm gonna lift Manhattan yeah. into the sky. Ha ha! Just, like, just like Kevin Nash. There are there are beat 'em ups where one event logically falls from another. I think The Simpsons does an okay job, even though yeah. each level is wildly different and Moe's bars underneath the cemetery. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've never seen it exactly out of Springfield. That's Moe's secret bar. <laughs> so but let's yeah. move on to Ninja Turtles. Turtles in Time Yay. arcade 1991. I'll tell you something, guys. I've never seen this arcade unit in my life. What? Never in Bob, my life I'm about have I seen to blow this. Your mind, Bob. What's that? Did you have one? No, I, I, <laughs> I played through it in the arcade like six days ago. Mind unblown. But six, I believe days you. Six, six days ago. Six days ago in Portland, in right? Portland, okay. Control. Yeah. Nice. What? That's amazing. Yeah. Now, so there was a place near my house named Circus Pizza, and it was a Chuck E. Cheese before 
Then yeah. Chuck E. Cheese went out of business and turned into Circus Pizza. And, you know, it kept all the little animatronic characters. But um, mm-hmm. that was my go-to arcade besides... Circus just... Pizza. That sounds really unhealthy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was pretty unhealthy, It's like yeah. we take all the old elephants and make them into pepperonis. <laughs> In retrospect, I actually feel pretty bad for my parents uh, having to take me to this place. But mm-hmm. it was my go-to arcade, and they had a Turtles in Time Machine. Wow. And I really enjoyed it. But, uh, you know, going back to it now, I don't feel like it's held up as well as the original Turtles game. Ooh. Um, I, I actually... A bowl of controversy yeah, today. <laughs> We'll yeah. we'll get to we'll get to Turtles and Times the SNES port, but I feel like the SNES port is vastly superior. Yeah, Ray, maybe you can, uh, I keep referring to you, but this is a game that I haven't played and have time to play, and I always assumed it was very, very similar to the NES version, at least more similar than the original arcade game was to the NES version. Maybe you could shed yeah. some light on that. Yeah, no, it is, technically. Um, but the, you know, the original arcade version, uh, the game itself is just, you know, a, a great improvement over everything. In the first arcade game, just in terms of art, at least, because you know the, the mm, everything definitely the sprites are much bigger and more colorful mm-hmm. and everything, and there's yeah, a lot more sharper. animation. On that yeah. note, I wanted to point out like these sprites are slightly off model, which I like. The Simpsons sprites were the exact same way, and they're just very expressive. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and I like that about these sprites in, in the uh, Turtles in Time game. Yeah, but uh, it's still not too off model compared to like the cartoon or whatnot. So, oh yeah, I mean even more, it's it feels like you know sort of like you're playing the cartoon in a way. And um, it has some interesting characters. It has the the turtle cyborg, I believe. Pizza yeah. monsters in there, in case yeah. uh, you yeah. remember that one. <laughs> pizza monster means slash. Uh, there are pizza no, no, monsters. Yeah, because yeah, slash that... is not in uh, the arcade, I believe. No, no, no. he's just in the, the uh, big yellow. Sauce. They look like the xenomorphs. Right. Yeah. Pizza yeah. Oh monsters, yes, yeah. in the sewers. Yeah. yeah. I remember now. Copyright yes. infringement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> like. I play this game with a friend a lot in college, and I think I can just call him up and go, Big Apple, 3 a.m. <laughs> and he'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Right, yeah. They have my great... toe! My toe! <laughs> that, yeah. Um, great voices in this game yeah, as it's, well. It's yeah. one dude. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, what what else can we say about this arcade game? It was It was not as, I don't know, it didn't seem to be that impressive for the time just because other arcade games had ramped up their, you know, visuals. But it was still a very, very colorful and interesting game. And um, like I said, it was never around me. Maybe Turtle Mania was waning by 91 around around my town. You said that the brawl, the brawling genre, it was kind of definitely on the wane and that maybe the Simpsons arcade game was the last great one. Hmm. I believe the Simpsons arcade game came out before this one. Uh, it wasn't, it was also 91. So, okay. yeah, this could have been the same team. I don't know. Um, so, brawlers in general were on the wane. It didn't have the same kind of cachet. Right. They had a very limited period of relevance, oh. I guess. Yes. Well, less even than fighting games. Well, I got to say, I think I was excited to play this in the arcade more than the first one. Because, you know, it was sort of like, oh, I was there for it. You know, because I sort of didn't know when the first one came out or anything. But this one, it's like, I knew I knew it was new as soon as I saw it. And it was like, okay. Now, I don't know now if I it. was still watching you know, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by the time this arcade came out. I mean, I played it and I enjoyed it, but uh, it wasn't like the revelation that the first game was. I still was, but the thing is that I never owned the Super Nintendo version. I can't ever figure out why. Oh, God, it's so good. (laughs) Ah, yes, it is very good. So I never actually owned it as a kid, which is weird, Mm. because as far as I knew, I was still into Turtles at the time. You had a Super Nintendo? Yeah, no, I did. Okay. It's crazy. Can we style. talk about that uh, Super Nintendo version? Yes, please. It's an so, it's an outstanding port and one of, it, actually one of the better games on the Super Nintendo. Talk about. I mean, I know this came out a year uh, or the second year of the Super NES, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. But this yeah. was a technical showpiece for the Super Nintendo. Right. I it mean, looked great. Um, yep, it was arcade perfect. Basically, you could throw so foot soldiers at the screen. Yeah, I mean, Battletoads tried to do that yeah. a, a year or two ago. And but not only that, like you actually had to because yeah. when you're fighting fight. uh, yeah. the Shredder, which 
if you play it on hard, the those damn foot soldiers <laughs> have uh, shields, yeah. and you yeah. have to actually run into them, like charge them with your shoulder to stun them, and then throw, yeah. which was a very complicated mm-hmm. motion. Yeah, I remember there was like a little like fighting system in there like yeah. that. It was like they they amped it up a little bit. And the game, and in order to get the quote unquote real ending, um, if you care, it, you had to beat it on hard. Yeah. Um, it was quite. Yeah. It was not easy. No. It was definitely not easy. Uh, really good, and they added a lot of content, yeah. which I liked. They added um, Slash, the yeah. evil turtle, at the end of the dinosaur level. They added. Um, uh, so in the arcade game, I don't think you fight through the Technodrome in the arcade game. No, and that's the whole thing about it. Is that? Yeah, you just go straight it to the final boss with Shredder after New York, like twenty ninety nine yeah. or something. Yeah. Right, yeah, it didn't look nearly as good as the arcade game, but uh, like I was ignorant yeah. to that fact because I didn't. It, I never it saw the look arcade as good, game, but I. It's at least as good as the original the arcade thing, game. The biggest thing is that there's just not as much animation. Like, they cut a lot of frames out of the animation yeah. and stuff, so that's the biggest problem. But, like, the most of the graphics are pretty much accurate. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, um, yeah. But, yeah, they added that techno- Technodrome stage, which is what I thought was a nice little sort of narrative, injection of narrative into it. Because in the arcade game, you go to the sewer, and then you're time-traveling all of a sudden. But here yeah. it's like, okay, well, we know we have to go beat Shredder, so let's just go to the Technodrome. Right, yes. And then he goes ahead and sends you through time, and that's yeah. all like, yeah. There's even a final boss. There's even there are like two extra levels, I believe. There's uh there's the moon base and then there's another level and then you fight Shredder as opposed to going straight from the moon base to Shredder. I think. Mm, well, that's how I remember it. Uh-huh. Uh, well, again, the Technodrome is in there. But yeah, yeah, More yeah. controversy. Yes. Well, it's like, yeah. So this game also, not to like speed things up here, but um, th- I guess I am speeding things up. This game also had a uh, port, I guess not a port, a remake yeah. uh, for XBLA. Mm-hmm. It's reshelled. From all accounts, it's Which terrible. terrible. Please explain why. Somebody help me out. Uh, because of the anim- because of the graphics. I mean, they were uh, <laughs> 2.5D and they were animated really terribly, and um, it, it just didn't feel right. Was and this one done by Ubisoft's prison labor uh, <laughs> department? Because they have they have one of those in every country. I think, well, now. Uh, to be yeah. honest, yeah, Ubi- This one came out a while after the Ubisoft the original XBLA port right. of the arcade game, mm. and that was a terrible port. Actually, because it was bad. Okay, I didn't know uh, that. it was really buggy. Uh, I know because I tried to play with four people, and it was like, yes, for the, like realizing my dreams for the first time in years. And then midway through the game, it crashes. Weird. And I, I heard on an old Retronauts from like God, whenever the original game came out on when XBLA, it actually came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, that there's no they cut they cut out the ending. What you don't get the weird vaporized into milkshake, Rishi <laughs> uh, yeah. ending. That's really funny oh, and weird. That's too bad. Yeah, sorry, we're talking about Turtles in Time, though. I, uh, I'm yes. confused. Yeah, reshelled. Uh, it's kind of like the same problem we were talking about with, like, Double Dragon Neon last time. Okay. I mean, it's just sort of, like, weird that to adapt, like, a 2D beat-em-up into 3D. It's just, it's just Something about it just doesn't work. Yeah. And here it's kind of bad because they added, like, free free movement, you know? like Right. The art does not work, no. yeah. unfortunately. That is a shame. Yeah, I mean, they really botched but, it, um, which is amazing to me. But. Yeah. And people are pissed because it wasn't based on the Super NES version. Yeah, that's the one they know. I think people know best. As with the because it's the better version. <laughs> well, my controversial statement in Uh-oh. the magazine even is that you know between the two of them, I mean the arcade game is technically better. I would say. Hmm. Um, I don't think the additions because to the it Super has NES more one. animation. Yeah, I mean it's just more. It feels yeah, it has more of character to it. It feels more like an event, as I say. And I think uh, the the omissions in the omissions in the arcade game bothered me way too much. But part of it is that the Super Nintendo game was the one that I beat first. 
Yeah, so, I guess I think it depends on what you're so familiar with. So when I with. play the arcade game, I'm like, what, what? It's missing. No, it's not there. It's wrong. I hate. To, <laughs> I don't like things that are different. Yeah, regardless of how you play it, I like the fact that the uh, just kind of the narrative catalyst of the game allows for it to go to really colorful different locations. Mm, right. Yeah, all kind of pirates, pirate ships, uh, the like, West. Yeah, I forgot. Like we, we didn't talk about the whole time element. It, it, it jumps in mysteriously late in the game. Yeah. The whole going through time thing. You play through like what three stages before you actually yeah. go back in time. So, but it makes more sense than the Manhattan Project hmm. because Probably. the Shredder's like, yeah. I'm going to banish you in time. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I kind of wonder if that whole delaying the time travel aspect had to do with them. Like, okay, people will pay until they see that at least. So we, mm. we got them for three stages. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that was the uh, planning behind well, it. Why would it not? I mean, the, the, I thought the time travel thing added, like, you didn't know what was going to happen. Next. Right, you right. All these cool looking levels and fight yeah. dinosaurs. No, that's a good point. In the arcade game, the original arcade game in the arcades, I never got to the point of the time travel because oh, wow. I usually, I didn't get as far, well, I didn't get past the sewers because... Yeah. I mean, that was when the game would get hard, and yeah. I would run out of money. This one also had it, it used the, uh, the the two guys that were in the Secret of the Ooze, right? The yeah, little, the weird turtle guys. Toka and, right. and Razor. Let's have a sidebar, guys. What's your favorite Ninja Turtles movie? I've seen all of them in the theaters, <laughs> except for the yeah. new ones because I'm an old man now. Uh, I prefer uh, the first one. I think that's um, the least, the least uh, dangerous choice. When we were all at Game yeah. Pro, for some reason, for some reason. Bebop and Rocksteady were a bit of a meme with The Office over there. Huh. Um, and when Game Pro was shut down, we all got together for one last party and we watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. I know um, the, the and, movie uh, shocked parents because like, the first line is like, Damn! Yeah. My sigh! Oh! But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, like, as I pointed out, uh, they never actually kill it, or they never actually use their weapons, really. They're all using yeah. goofy, creative stuff like yo-yos. Well, that's because they're not fighting robots. They're fighting or they'll, uh, teenagers, right? They'll throw, yeah, they'll throw their, Leonardo throws his swords into the ceiling and uses them to kick people, and uh, it's just lighter and goofier in general. Whereas the, the first movie, I feel like, okay, I'm going to go out and say that it may actually be a legitimately good movie. Um, I think it's an illegitimately good movie. I think, it, I think it's the uh, Citizen Kane of Turtles movies. <laughs> it is a movie that I could watch and not feel self-conscious, or I could watch yeah. it almost non-ironically. I, I think people they, sure. people had that sort of uh, reaction to it when it came out. Like, hey, this isn't terrible. And I think it confused me as a kid though because it was based on the the comics. Or, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, where's Bebop and Rocksteady? Yeah. Uh, why right. aren't they robots? I don't understand. Like like how the uh, Mario movie's tagline was, this isn't a video game. The Ninja Turtles movie is, this ain't no cartoon or whatever. So I think they were assuring parents, like, you know that annoying cartoon your kids watch? This is different. It's yeah. still going to be annoying, but not as much. Yeah. <laughs> also, so come the, on down. It had more complicated stunts. Um, like with the actual fighting. Had, the fighting uh, scenes were way better in general. Uh yeah, I it, like it. it Which made extra impressive when you think about those guys in those suits. Yeah. It had yeah. so much more Corey Feldman than yeah. the cartoon. The, the yeah. Jim Henson's Muppet Shop uh, really did an amazing job with those suits. Yeah, I mean, they could have been off-putting and creepy, but they were only slightly... Like they were in the third movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess that same technology eventually brought us dinosaurs. That's a different episode. Of, <laughs> not even of Retronauts. Oh <laughs> Wait, okay, so this is going to be like a horrible thing to bring up. Isn't there a, one of the kid foot soldiers is someone famous? Like it's played by someone who's now famous. I've heard that, but uh, I can't remember. Yeah, that's why I was probably thing to bring up. Yeah, oh, okay. I think why is Sam it Sam Rockwell's in one of them. Oh, that's yeah, it. That's yeah. exactly what Sam Rockwell. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Thank you.
so our next game is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Hyperstone Heist, Whoa. Genesis, 1992. The this one is that sort, Genesis kids played. The sort of leftover yeah. parts of uh, Turtles in Time were arranged yeah. into a souffle. Yeah. But baked. it was a big deal at the time. Because, yeah. Uh, not Street Fighter 2 level, but big enough. So I guess Genesis fans of Turtles would have to get kind of screwed in this, in this uh, time period because they weren't offered much, and what they were offered were kind of like inferior products compared to what you know you saw in the arcade and super nintendo and even nintendo yeah so they get thrown in genesis oh <laughs> snippity snap ray help me out what's up with the hyperstone heist what's a hyperstone yeah well, why has it been stolen it's ma- <laughs> well it's a magic stone that shredder stole and he's gonna take over the world you know it's another it's another great turtle game story it's like um, you know that that whole ripping manhattan out of the ground really didn't pan yeah. out for me i'm gonna steal the stone but yeah, it's like right up front, it's basically like a retelling of Turtles in Time, but everything's sort of tweaked. So like the intro in Turtles in Time where Krang steals the Statue of Liberty, and here it's just like, oh, it, it disappears because he has the Hyperstone or something. Oh, so, yeah. I'm looking at your uh, your images uh, compared right now, and, and yeah. one April O'Neil is standing uh, watching Krang steal it, and the other one just sort of like vaporized out of the air. Yeah. And so a lot of the graphics are found lifted from Turtles in Time as well, although with even less animation than the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, the Turtles look really tiny in this, uh, at least based on the screenshots you're uh, showing off Proportionally, here. they're about the same size. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, I did. I mean, it looks. I think it looks good for a Genesis game. Am I yeah. wrong? I thought at the at the time I couldn't tell the difference, but you know I was also like eight or nine years old. So. Yeah, it does look good for a Genesis game. I think it's sort of naturally darker, like the color palettes and stuff, compared to the music's time. tinnier because of the inferior sound. Yeah, music is yeah not not that great. Uh, but there are also like elements just borrowed from the NES games too. Like there's that whole dojo level, which is sort of like the one in TMNT two. Do you do the surfing? There's a surfing yeah. level. There's right? surfing, surfing, yeah. Sort of like in Manhattan Project. Yep, yep. yep. Almost the same. And yeah, it's just this weird jumble of stuff. And it's just, ugh. I, 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 cap, capital W weird. That's yeah, I mean, if you had a Genesis, you had access to Streets of Rage. This is one thing that right. Nintendo fans did not have. And those were good games with great music. That is factually correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're better than Final Fight, maybe. Whoa. <laughs> that guess, is also factually correct. Yeah. I, the true question is, what is better, a Hyperstone Heist or a Keystone Caper? Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> Help. Uh, but no, like like I wrote in the magazine, it's like it's it's this weird situation where like it's the version of like your friend with his toys playing with them differently than the way you play like, with your turtles toys. Yeah. You have Legos, yeah. they have Duplos, Never the yeah. Twain Shall Meet. <laughs> Something like that. Well, you're you're playing it wrong. Oh. It's it's wrong. Stop that. Yeah. <laughs> play it my way. Was this the GoBots to the SNES's Transformers? <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest, until you had mentioned Hyperstone Heist, I, I had completely forgotten it existed, and I feel right. like a lot of people have as well. Yeah, it's probably even more forgettable than Manhattan Project. Yeah, I would Forgotten, say so. rather. Yeah. But I, I would say it's also forgettable based on what you're mm, right up. Yeah. Right. I trust you implicitly. So if you're lying to me, I, I'm just worried. I mean, between the two Genesis games, it's the best one. <laughs> yeah. So it's like lesser of two evils. But wait a minute. Oh, yeah. are you? It's the other one, Tournament Fighters. Yeah. yeah we'll get to no. that. Yeah. First, We're about to get some serious hate mail from people who love Gen- Hi- Hyperstone Heist. By the way. Genesis I'm, fans. I'm sure. Yeah. Because you know, Retronauts hate Sega all the time. Uh, but not, not this time. <laughs> not this time. Yeah. We gave it a fair shake. Yeah. Let's move on to the Game Boy games. <laughs> there were three. We're going to start with Fall of the Foot Clan. Something that I noticed about this game immediately upon seeing it as a child is the turtles are always smiling. They're yep. always happy yep. and smiling, and the sprites are huge. These are huge sprites, and I love the art in this game. <laughs> For some reason, I felt like the Game Boy often did 2D art better than the um, NES, just because they had they had fewer yeah. colors to work with, so they could produce more striking images. Right, yeah, like more shading. Yeah. yeah. 
and like stuff. Bugs Bunny. That was a surprisingly <laughs> yeah. good game. No, uh, Fall of the Book Clan was really short. That was, that's really yeah. my only recollection of Not that helped game. by the... F- I mean, it's short even if you play it from beginning to end, but Konami had this thing in their old Game Boy games where you could like select the stages freely and yeah. select your number of lives freely. You're and right. So it's yeah. like, you can beat it in three minutes. It felt like, like you said, Ray, it felt like a, like an a, like an older handheld game, like a Tiger-type game, yeah. or, you know, it's just like they didn't understand that, you know, Game Boy games could have the same context as a, you know, a console game. Yeah, I don't know really what was going on with this one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like every other Turtles kid, I bought it. <laughs> so uh, I probably friend, played it quite My a friend lot, had actually. a Game Boy, who pre- and they periodically brought it into uh, school. And so uh, they had a hyper- or Fall of the Clan. And, I, and it says how short this game was that I was actually able to beat it at school. Right. Um, yeah. On yeah, a regular like, basis. Yeah. My friend got it uh, for a birthday at a sleepover, and I played through it at the sleepover <laughs> when he was playing his other games. Exactly, so right. So that was pretty cool. That was my experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like it's uh, it's very. I like how the graphics in this game, and where you're telling me the music is good, I'll look that up and put some music of that in yeah. this episode. But uh, some of the funnier things I noticed in this game, and I do remember this, like it has mini games in it. Mm-hmm. One of the mini games is what number am I thinking of? Yeah. From right. Splinter. <laughs> Splinter, you're like a mystic uh, genius karate guy. Think of a better a better mini game. Like, that mini game. What number am I thinking of? Turtles. It wasn't and three. It's part of your training, myself. I was not. I was not a very smart child, um, and that mini game confused the hell out of me. Oh, I'm not gonna lie i was like what what is what's that is it just arbitrary it's like Um, from one to one thousand but uh it was like pick a number and i'm like going what uh well it's like you'll pick a number and it'll say smaller but it doesn't mean that your number was smaller than than his his number yeah yeah so it's confusing Yeah. yeah And then there was a minigame where you had to, uh, it was one of those ones, I think it has a name, you like, there's a stack of things and you have to take away s- uh, enough in turn so that there's one left for the other guy. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, I, yeah. I forgot what actually called. But, yeah. uh, I hate those puzzles, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Mm. I know there's a way to figure them out, but my brain doesn't work like that. Same with pushing blocks. Ray, anything to add on this game? Fall of the Foot Clan. Uh, no, really. <laughs> I want to say uh, something you should point out. Published by Ultra, which was the sort of, I'm surprised Ultra was still around in 90, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Ultra... No, they published TMNT too. Oh, yeah, they did right. the arcade game. I mean, like we should say, these are all Konami games. But Ultra was like their their secret name, so they can release more games. <laughs> yeah. I think it's known by now. Their secret name that Nintendo was perfectly aware of. Oh and yeah, were giving yeah. special dispensation yeah. to do. They play favorites. Yeah, There's of course no they lie. did. Are you kidding me? So let's talk about TMNT two. Back from the sewers. Uh, apparently that's, that's where they went. I guess. <laughs> yeah. After the uh, full plan fell. Yeah. Oh Not wow. Not to be confused with one of the seasons of the like 2000s series, which is called Back to the Sewers. Oh whoa. <laughs> whoa. So in one they were coming out, and the other one they were going yeah. back in. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, so yeah, one thing I noticed about this game is it has large awkward sprites. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters are just sort of dead-eyed and stare straight ahead as their legs move, uh, for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're and, right. Um, I mean, the graphics uh, from like looking at the stills in Ray's magazine, they look great. But then I watched a YouTube video, and they're very awkward. I think they were trying to go for the, I don't know, yeah, the well, huge sprites <laughs> over their usefulness, really, in this game. Right. Yeah. I mean, I explained this in, in the magazine. It's like they sort of built them all vertically, so it's like the, s- the sprites are all kind of stacked, and so you can't really fit a whole lot in there when your characters basically just like are all tall instead right. of like tall and or wide and this game was trying to be like the arcade game in some sense yeah. I, I get that from reading this and looking at videos like it was trying to incorporate some of those elements so there's like hey game boy kids you can take some of the arcade home right. with you yep. uh yep. but the rest of it's still in the sewers i'm sorry yeah not all of it came out of the sewers uh anything to add on this i mean i think there's not much to it uh huge awkward sprites not a highlight of the uh game boy games not a terrible game at that but I mean, mediocre. Yeah. Can we can we say that? Yeah, it's not much different from Fall of the Foot Clan. Yeah, really. 
But you know, turtles are not smiling. In fact, they just have a blank expression on their face in this game that kind no, of bothers they, they me. They smile. They smile. They it's, smile. It's more of a slight grin. Yeah, man, <laughs> those yeah. turtles and fall the fucking. They're just happy as hell. Yeah, they're like, I love the game boy. Let's go. <laughs> There's a really awkward picture of one of the turtles kicking, uh, doing a jump kick, and, yeah. and he looks like he's sitting in the air while You'll he's see, jumping. It's, it's the same. Uh, it's the same sprite as these as their slide move. Yeah, yeah. So they just slide move. It looks the same like, as the jump kick. But so the crane, like the yeah. crane uh, sprite looks terrific. But the yeah, turtles, it does. Uh, flying These, turtle, not so good. They like, uh, I think it's like the top half of the turtle never really moves. So mm-hmm. it's it's very, just a very strange like puppet show sort of thing. I have to ask, why do the pizza monsters make it into the game so much? Is um, it just because they need more monsters, or think, they yeah. need more enemies? I think that was like one of the more famous episodes of the TV show because it took the turtles one like. Yeah favorite thing and turn it against them <laughs> right so it was a good episode I did. it was an allegory about addiction i did like it another sidebar uh who remembers those weird human costumes the trolls would use to go out in public that actually made them more conspicuous right. trench coats and whatnot and well like, they the wouldn't big... actually put on gloves or anything they just put on the bald hat the bald the masks. bald like google-eyed human yep. masks oh. eventually they just stopped caring and just walked around in broad daylight yeah i want i want those as uh, costumes in a game like the weird human oh, yeah. bald guys uh. but then it, they were trying to be inconspicuous but they all also had a blimp yeah that's true it's like with their, with their logo on it and a yeah. turtle van <laughs> they had branding i mean come on yeah, exactly. i think playmates was funding their entire operation <laughs> so let's move on to the radical rescue I radical gotta say that if they had actually put that in the cartoon like well we're gonna have like a licensing deals guys um you're gonna have a blimp and you're gonna van that would yeah. be that would be an interesting that would have been uh, anyway yeah I mean, like i don't know who was funding, moving on who's funding donatello's machinery i, I don't know were they stealing? Exactly. Where were they getting their money for pizza? So many questions. So many questions. Mm. They always had a lot of money. Yeah. They, they were out right. banks, right? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't really want to take that. <laughs> when they were rescuing people, they just kind of stole knickknacks and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, precious well, moments, eh? Well, Pick you don't pocket. actually see is that they have an, uh, a, an elaborate pickpocketing operation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I bought a Ninja Turtles uh, Leonardo figure when I was a kid, and its shell opened up, and there was all kinds of stuff you could put in it. I bet like Leonardo's real shell, if you open it up, it's like full of silverware and like, <laughs> yeah. antique clocks and all stuff. Right. Like, and that's the way. The reason they don't like the Foot Clan is because it's a rival clan yeah, crime so. operation. Listen, we steal stuff here, not you guys. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about one Radical Rescue Ninja Turtles three, the Radical Rescue that is. God, when that came, when did that game come 93, out? Ninety three, and yeah. Ray points out this game uh, shares elements with Metroid Whoa. for Christ's sake. Whoa! Um, was it a Metroidvania or was it not? Uh, it was I'm not before to say that Metroidvania, anymore. so Uh-oh. it's Metroid Turtle. Metroid Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait, wait. Sorry, so, to... so Castlevania Symphony of the Night ripped off Metroid and Radical Rescue. <laughs> yeah. So it's a Turtlevania. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no. Wait, no, it's a Turtleroid. Oh, yeah. What's happening? That's better. That's better. <laughs> yeah, Turtleroid. It sounds oh my better. God. Um, yeah, that's my. Uh, my that's the thing I want to think about. Symphony of the Night is my favorite Turtleroid in the world. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean it totally seriously because it's it's not like as no, was, super it, expansive as any of those games. But, but like, in what um, ways? It has this big interconnected map, okay, and it's yeah. all about Michelangelo having to uh, rescue the brothers, and then April and Splinter, of course, and they have to go all around this huge sort of um, underground area. But there's also like a turtle drone, tur- I mean, technodrome type of place to it, and yeah. So, is this the only Turtles game where you're forced to play as a character? Well, at the beginning, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's then funny, you rescue uh, the turtles and you can switch between okay. them. It's like called Radical the... Rescue, and it's about Michelangelo, sensibly from the beginning. But the cover has Leonardo. <laughs> yeah, I. Because yeah. Leonardo's more popular. Because he leads. I guess so, yeah. Exactly. That's all he does. Um, no, it's nice to see a game that was not a brawler. Um, and yeah. that was the, kind of the default position for a while with Turtles. And uh, it showed a little creativity. 
Yeah, on the flip side, I think it was another one of those sort of uh, forgotten Turtles games. Yeah, 93 Game Boy. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like uh, the Game Boy games after Fall of the Foot Clan largely kind of fell mm-hmm. to the wayside. So right. as someone who didn't play uh, any of the three Game Boy games, it w- do you think this is the one to go back if you only go back and play one? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, just because it's also different from all the other ones as yeah. well. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, like I was reading this article and I was like, I think I want to play this. It can't be that much of an investment and it looks fun, you know, yeah. for what it is. I don't think any of them are worth playing, to be perfect. Oh, my gosh. It's kind of a bummer that this formula didn't uh, ever make its way onto an actual console. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to spend time playing a Turtles game, play like Turtles in Time. But I played it that so many times. I just played it. I just finished it. Play it it. again. But also, also like, you know, the other Turtle Game Boy games take, like, half an hour to beat, and this one takes a few hours. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Get your money's Um, worth. Yeah. It's not, like, super awesome. It's not, like, you know... It has rough edges to it, yeah. Um, but still, it's, a, it's pretty different. Than, uh, yeah. to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighter <laughs> Series. Tournament. Three different games, three different platforms, Genesis, SNES, and NES. We're going to yeah. start with the Genesis one, because apparently that is the worst one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, explain why. I assumed all these games were the same when I was a kid, just like they were inferior in stages. Like, okay, we had SNES, Genesis, and then NES. Yeah. Just I thought they were all trying to do the same thing, but apparently they're not. Yeah, yeah, they're all made by different teams. And, of course, the Genesis one... Uh, I don't know, it just feels the cheapest. Like, they didn't really know what they were doing. Right. Um, like, the animation's kind of not there, and, like, the uh, like the AI enemies are just super tough and always just go right for you all the time. And we and should say... And it's just, like, it's yeah. not, there's not a lot of uh, te- traditional, like, fighting game depth to it. We should say this came out at a time when everyone was trying to rip off Street Fighter yeah. in their own way, and... Um, as a Street Fighter ripoff, how is the Genesis game? I uh, was didn't you say like there's there's an attack, uh, two attack buttons and a taunt button? Right. But I mean the taunt button didn't do anything really. Yeah. It didn't like feed into any kind of system. It was just it made there. your character say something warbly. Yeah, and you couldn't really make out. <laughs> yeah. Um, the yeah, sprites I mean, are oddly stylized. They are. They're they're strange. Um, yeah, they're a little bit like the toys. Kind yeah, and of. Um, that you can't see their pupils. Yeah. Uh, and they... no, that's fine with me. I actually always preferred that look for the turtles. Yeah. yeah. The also the the main villain is Karai, who at the time was only in the comics. So it's not like every the original Mirage comics, or rather. And so it's not like for people who are from the... unfamiliar with Mirage comics, who are who is Karai? Uh, basically, in the comics, she was the head of the Japanese arm of the Foot Clan, and so uh, she was she uh, came in to New York in the comics and just sort of uh, uh, caused trouble for the turtles and. Whatnot. So she became sort of the main villain after, you know, long after the Shredder was gone. And the dinosaurs are, uh, there's dinosaurs again. Yeah, this actually takes place in Dimension X. Oh, you're like, right, yeah, because it so, could be whatever you want it to be. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so there's lots of weird-ass stage backgrounds, and it's, uh, you know, you go from planet to planet, those are the stages and whatnot. And then, uh, the story, because I guess Karai's in it, like the Shredder is not in it, and Krang right. is actually like the the uh, the villain on the surface. It feels really weird that... to have a game without Shredder, a Ninja yeah. Turtles game without Shredder. Right. Yeah. So I guess we're done with that one. Let's talk yeah. about the SNES one, which has some beautiful, big, beautiful sprites. So good, so gorgeous. 
Yeah. How is this game better than the Genesis one, Ray? Um, it's just, well, if, you know, the people who made the Genesis version didn't know what they were doing, the people who made the Super Nintendo one definitely did. Um, because, uh, first thing, a lot of the people who worked on Turtles in Time worked on this game. Okay, I could tell, like, it has the same sort of off-model, but still very expressive and attractive uh, characters. Yeah. Yeah, the character designer on it was also the director of the game. Oh, nice. So I guess he knew what he was doing. And, in you know, just from the feel of it, it feels like a real fighting game. It has a very arcadey sort of look to it as well. Yeah, this and is the only has... one I played, and I found that it was a serviceable fighting game yeah. at the time. Yeah, for sure, definitely. It's not, like, super super deep or awesome or anything, but it is, you know, this was very, awkward... very comparable to yeah. everything else on that, from that era. This was an awkward era for the fighting game, uh, for fighting games, because this was before people actually knew how to make fighting games. Yeah, yeah. Um, well. So, yeah, my understanding is that tournament fighters is extremely unbalanced. <laughs> um, yeah, it is, but um, you know, it's not, not as bad as the Genesis one. <laughs> but gosh, it sure did look pretty in those uh, yeah. in those screenshots. I think it was before they could get enough feedback to know if something wasn't imbalanced. It was years before I got to play this one because mm. I didn't. I was unlucky enough. I, I was unlucky and I didn't have a 16-bit system. Oh, um, whoa. But when I, out. yeah, I know, right? Uh, I was a PC. I was a PC gamer at this time. Well, um, you're gonna be in luck, Kat, because we're gonna talk about PC turtles games soon. But please continue. Oh snap! You're not um, in luck, actually. They're terrible. <laughs> I uh, when I actually finally played Tournament Fighters uh, a couple years ago on a um, a thing. Uh, I oh come on, you stole it on, a, on an emulator. You yes. were rubbing your hands together and cackling. Yes. Uh, I was disappointed. I'm not gonna lie, the animation was um, not super great, and the mm. combat was kind of eh, and uh, did not but hold up. But in 1993, well. nearly 20 years ago, the game looked good. Oh my god! Like if I could have had any game in 1993, that might have been the one. Mm-hmm. So I remember uh, I, I thought I was a pretty big uh, Turtles fan and knew a lot about it. And I remember getting this game and just being like, "Who the fuck are all these characters?" There I had this, was, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the weird... shark guy, there was purple tri- triceratops, there was flying Batman. <laughs> flying by, the Batman. Time, by that time, the show had been on for like five years. But so. what are these characters I feel like a lot the of them... The episodes of the show. <clears throat> or the toy the line, comics. right? The toy Most, line. None, well, yes and no. Most of them in the Tournament Fighters games came from the Archie comics series, TMNT Adventures, which was closer, which adhered closer to the cartoon stuff, but also introduced a lot of different things into it. And so... Uh, yeah, some of those characters were also toys like Wingnut and um, I someone, remember I forget. Wingnut. Yeah. And the shark. Yeah. Armageddon. Armageddon. <laughs> Armageddon. Oh, I don't know. It was an Armageddon. No. And the Triceratops. Which was named War, right? Yeah. No, yeah. He's not really a Triceratops. He's just some sort of weird is creature he, thing. Is he from Dimension X? Probably. Classic sure. Dimension. Why not? <laughs> Who isn't? Yeah. In this, uh, in this world. Uh, so I guess um, we should move on to the uh, the NES version of this. How weird. A fighting game for the NES. Who would have thunk it? I heard that it was the best one. What? Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I heard. Is this not the case? Well, you think the Super Nintendo one's not that great. No. So uh, many controversial turtle opinions. So, well, no, I don't. Well, no, I, I don't think, relatively speaking, uh, Tournament Fighters for the Super Nintendo was that great. It was, hmm. I mean, it was a lot better than the Genesis one. Right. Here's but, the thing. I'm, I think I can sum this up. It was a fighting game for the NES, and it did that about as well as it could on the platform. Is that correct, Ray? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah. what, I've, I had heard whispers. What did this do on the NES that, I don't know, surprised you, I guess, in any way, Ray? I know there was um, some weird power-up system in yeah. this game. There's a weird thing where, like, uh, Splinter's floating head on a, some sort of pod thing will come in <laughs> and then drop this <laughs> sphere on the ground. 
and power you up. I also like <laughs> a little bit like Smash Brothers. I also like how half-assed the story is. Like, there's at least a pretense of a fighting tournament in yeah. other games, and this one it's like Shredder's like, hey, let's just fight in the streets. Yeah. Who cares? Let's do <laughs> That's it. it. I'm bored. That's it. You know, I stole New York. That's it. I stole the Hyperstone. I'm just bored now. It's no Dimension X. No crane shit. Yeah. No that. It's just like, yeah, whatever. Let's go fight. Yeah. So I guess that's all she wrote about the fighting games. <laughs> it's just odd that, you know, it was, A, it was a fighting game on NES. It was an NES game, like, at the end of its life. And it's just, like, it's a Turtles game as well. And it's just, oh, but they don't, they don't even use their weapons either. It's all barehanded fighting. Yeah. yeah. That is barehanded. Yeah. Totally. Why even bother if you can't give them the weapons? You should be know. stabbing and killing and maiming. Exactly. I think Casey Jones uses his stick, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, so. that's yeah. an unfair advantage then. I will say that when uh, the Tournament Fighter games came out, uh, I was really intrigued by the NES game because at the time I did actually still own an NES and I was like, a fighting game on the NES? Just like Street Fighter? Oh my God. And because, you know, it was kind of like in the downturn of Turtles and it was just an end-of-life NES game, you know, it's kind of rare now and you could probably get get a few bucks for it. Yeah. So if you have it, get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw it at someone who wants it. Let's move on to the PC games. I'll have to say, I have this to say for you. If you were a PC gamer in the late 80s, early 90s, I pity you. Yeah. Uh, more than... Were, more than <laughs> I, I, will, I would like to inform you that there are a lot of good PC games There were. Time. I'm saying, okay, let me re- restate that. If, if you, you were, were a PC gamer looking for console action... Yes. Let me it, let me tell you about this game called Civilization. Oh, snooze. No, <laughs> I know what that is. <laughs> oh, come on, Maniac Mansion is one of my favorite games and it comes from that era. But if yes. you were looking for NES-style experiences... You were screwed because well, every... Well, at that time, um, I was looking down my nose at console gamers anyway. Ooh. Because maybe, I was maybe, like, maybe you oh, deserve this. Maybe you deserve your, these bad your, games. Collect your rings. It's fine. <laughs> I, I'm playing hardcore games. I'm exploring a maniac mansion. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Um, basically, if you're looking for console-style experiences, you were screwed because all the console ports of the PC were god-awful. No, no attention to quality. Uh, they're bad. So let's just talk about these really quick. I, I hate them so much. I don't know what any well, of these are. I learned right after I played Mega Man X on the PC, I learned to fear and distrust any console port. Wait, is is the iPhone the new PC port? Yes. Of the wow. late 80s, early 90s? Yeah. <laughs> I would think no. so. I'm going to go that far. <laughs> let's talk about uh, TMNT Manhattan Missions 91 PC. Dumb, awful, terrible. Not a port, adjectives. Though. Not a port. Original. No, yeah. They decided game. to rub their brain cells together and make a very <laughs> awful game. Uh, uh, Ray, yeah. explain the controls in this, would, and then we'll move on. Because oh my god, you, can I even? I had trouble writing them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I had to watch a video, but I mean, you did the best job you could because yeah. it was that complicated. <laughs> and you also know a little bit of like Bart's House of Weirdness. Oh know? god, <laughs> fuck that game. It's yeah, it's like same situation. Yeah. Okay, so there's like two sorts of like movement slash attack modes in this game. You have walk mode and then fight mode, and most of the time you're in walk mode. And you can't hit or do anything except, like, throw uh, throwing stars. So you have to, like, hit two keys to switch into fight mode to actually get anything done. What? And then, but also in fight mode, you can't do some things you could do in walk mode, like, you know, climb a ladder or walk uh, somewhat speedily. So you have to, like, sort of stick yourself in and out of these situations. This was done by a Canadian joint, right? Yeah, all all of these. Yeah. um, I'm going to say, look down at your keyboard right now. How many many freaking keys are there? You could use more than two of them, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why they decided to go that far. And it's just kind of slow as well. Yeah. Because of that. I mean, I don't know what it is. I think it's, like you said, it's one of these things, one of these problems with, like, uh, console style action on PC at the time it's like I, I don't think they just had the right group of people thinking it th- through right? No. because it's like these people who were, came from you know lots of sim and strategy games on PC were trying to like adapt stuff 
to like fast action. I would also venture that the hardware was very different from uh, uh, console hardware. No doubt, but I I think you're right, Ray, because the NES developers, the great ones, came from the arcade, right? And they knew Mm -hmm. about fast action, so they adapted for the console market. But these guys probably came from like making adventure games or PC games that were slower, more methodical. Would you agree? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, or they were better than um, terrible, terrible development houses. That too, I didn't but, know what they yeah. were doing anyway. Or they were Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Sorry. That's also a huge, huge contributor. Um, uh, what's with all this maple syrup propaganda? Yeah. <laughs> They they don't they don't even eat pizza anymore. They're just chugging bottles of it. Uh, let's move on from that mess to okay. The Ninja Turtles game from the NES was ported to the PC, and by all accounts, it is terrible. What? Uh, I did not know this. Yeah, thing. the graphics look a little better, but they're they're, they're a little yeah. weirder too. Yeah. Um, there's not much to say about this. What, what can you Whoa, say about this, Ray? That's ugly. Yeah, it's the, ugly. The big thing is that this, this it screwed up the physics even more. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like they weren't that great in the NS game, but it's like here it's extra bad because they had to squish down the entire resolution to like fit in like DOS resolution. So you have plus like that status bar at the bottom. So you yeah. have like the entire game just like <laughs> stretched out, and they don't account they don't account for that in like the physics. And so there's this infamous example I think you brought it up earlier of like that gap you can't really jump over in like the NES game without doing it right. But in here, it's like you absolutely cannot get past it because you're still jumping with the same sort of trajectory as you would in the NES game, except yeah. that the ceiling's way lower because <laughs> of the squashed resolution. Yeah. And it's all, it's it, the game is ton- full of that shit because of it. And um, luckily there's a cheat for you to like float through walls and stuff. So you That's can nice. beat the game that way. But, uh, but if yeah. you want to play a Bad Turtles game, play the original NES yeah. one. <laughs> uh, it's more, I don't know, it's superior. It's not that great. But, you know, I mean, why would you go back to this anyways? Who are you? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, let's talk about the final game in our list, the final game from uh, Razor Shoe of Scroll 7. It's uh, the PC port of the arcade game. Yeah. Uh, I, I will again defer to you, Ray. I know the Simpsons uh, PC port, arcade game port was terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, guess what? <laughs> I'm in for a treat. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like the fact that, you know, if you look at like a still picture of this game, it looks okay. It looks sort of like the arcade game. Sort of. But this is one of those times where in motion the game is much worse. So <laughs> it's just like, it's just a choppy mess. There's no, barely any sound or anything. The one piece of music is just this really super annoying sort of jingle that, isn't any in any of their other games it's just excruciating the graphics are just i mean the animation stuff is way off like in some frames the animation you'll attack and it's like the turtles headbands will change colors and it's just a mess based on the opening cutscene, the game starts for leonardo's right yeah <laughs> yep. uh, so if you like leonardo there's your game buddy yeah it's just um, a total mess and i'm glad no that idea. i did not actually uh sucker myself into buying it back in the day i had hmm. no idea these ports existed yeah, no, no, no. they weren't on store shelves that's for sure yeah well at least not in the stores i was at so, i mean like a like wow i've learned something yeah today. well i remember seeing them in like magazine ads and stuff it's like oh man had missions that looks cool but then you know yeah <laughs> thank just god like, in retrospect no you mentioned bart's house of weirdness i was so jealous because that game looked so good but yeah. then i played it like i don't know three or four years ago i was like man this is rancid yeah. this game's <laughs> like, awful yeah it's so emblematic of like this whole konami sort of pc enterprise it's like yeah that was konami as well you're right yeah yeah it's like konami had this pc wing which i for, for all i know was probably run by pr people because all these <laughs> games are terrible yeah Every single one of them, and it's just too bad. I'm glad that era is over. I mean, yeah. PC ports have seriously gotten <laughs> yeah. shit together. Uh, I mean, a lot better. Yeah. yeah. At least if you owned a Genesis, you weren't too screwed out on Turtle <laughs> stuff. But Jesus. So we should start wrapping up here. I yeah. wanted to ask you guys a question. I forgot to ask at the beginning of the show, but let's. I'll ask it now. Like, what Ninja Turtle did you identify with? And I'll tell you this: Venus is disqualified from this. No. She is not canon. <laughs> that, that's okay. Uh, let's start with Marty. Marty. Donatello. Why? 
just because he was by far the best in every game, I felt like. Okay. Uh, and so personality wise? Uh no, I don't like people who tinker with things. Okay. That's <laughs> what I was asking though. Like Tinkering is the devil's work. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> well, which one did you identify with like as a personality? Uh, like that's me. Because I feel like the turtles were designed so that like the, each kid in the audience could be like, I like that guy because he does what I do. Yeah. Or whatever. Would you still go with Donatello? Donatello was a kid and then when I learned uh how awesome drinking is probably uh Michelangelo. Oh. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he was straight edge. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. If you look really close at the uh, the animation, he's got the X's on his hands. Well, so. plus, plus cartoon all stars to the rescue. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 That, that really turned around his partying. Oh, 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 oh. I think Michelangelo did that after rehab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. mandated. Uh, that was court order. Yes. Garfield was addicted to painkillers. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Don't even want to uh, talk about what that guy's into. Uh, Ray, please. Uh, identify. I guess. I guess Donatello too. I mean, you know, I'm a nerd. You know, whatever. Right. Although I never really, I don't think I ever settled on the actual favorite Ninja Turtle. Like, even to this day. Mm. I still haven't. And it's just like, I, I like them all equally. Cat? <laughs> I don't know that I identified with any of them. Um, when everyone when everyone played Turtles, I had to be April O'Neil. But, um, That's not uh, fun. Donatello, yeah. I, I guess, just because he was purple. Okay. And purple was my favorite color at the yeah, time. Got yeah. Donatello my favorite color is green, so it's like, shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You um, like all the turtles. Yeah. I like the weapon because okay. it was very, it was really strong in the games. And um, yeah, Michelangelo we... was stupid, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Raphael was kind of a, you know, he was Raphael and he had a dumb weapon. Yeah. And Leonardo was everyone's favorite, so I went with Donatello. As for me, I preferred Raphael because I sort of gravitated towards smart-ass cartoon characters, um, like your Garfields, your Peter Vankmans. Of course you do. Um, and that's why no one likes me today, because I'm an asshole. <laughs> you know Let's... who I liked? I liked Winston. Winston? He was the underappreciated one. I like Vernon, April O'Neil's, uh, yeah. his, her friend. Right, Vernon. Uh. You mean her boss. Oh, that was her boss? I thought that was like that her was co-worker. Her boss. Hmm. Or was it? No, the boss Or no, though, there was the jerk boss, and then Vernon, right. who was like her you know, kind of goofy, like a goofy co-worker. strange, vaguely gay stereotype. Yes. <laughs> Classic exactly yeah um so let's move on after that positive note <laughs> you can contact us at retronauts on twitter i am at bob servo on twitter b-o-b-s-e-r-v-o how about you guys twitter info uh i am at mcbiggity two g's two t's okay rdb underscore uh, rdb underscore aaa Listen to me talk about RPGs, uh, sports, and Gundam at the underscore Cap Got two underscores. Whoa! Mm-hmm. It's like the Civil War is all over. Again. I wanted to be just plain old Cap Bob, but somebody had already taken it. You have to track her down and destroy her. Yes. Um, so subscribe to our blog, oneupblogscom retronauts or retronauts.com spelled R-E-T-R-O-K-N-O-T-S. We do blog posts for each episode, which gives you a track listing for all the music you've heard, and we have also lots of other great blog posts aside from the podcast so hey guys read one up listen to uh, retronauts and read the blog and also please listen to active time battle you should also do that i, recommend I will it. probably be recording next week so yeah awesome please look forward to it and of course go ahead and buy this the issue of scroll that's all about ninja turtles right it's really good it's yeah. really good let me continue real quick guys forget the plugs uh i as always please review the show on itunes every little bit helps if you haven't done it spend like 30 seconds of your life Click uh, whatever stars you think we deserve. Write a few comments. And give it a good review. I prefer good reviews. I think I do a good job. I think we all do a good job. What do you you guys think? And that's pretty much it. Uh, As for plugs, I'm going to say keep keep watching uh, Lunch Break. It's every Friday at 12 o'clock p.m. PST. This week we did Ninja Turtles. Who knows what we'll do next week? And always read one up. Never read any other website. And if you do, I'll cry inside. (laughs) Marty, any plugs? 
Uh, it's going up next week, but I have an interview uh, with the writer of Spec Ops. That's going to be on for a while. That, killer. That it's one of my favorite games of the year so far. Oh, it was a really great interview. Because it's one of the best games of the year. I want to hijack your plug. Next week, I'll have an interview, hopefully, with the Deadly Premonition dude, Sveri. You always got to one up oh. your coworkers. I think, in the grand scheme of things, he's less important than the, the Spec Ops guy. <laughs> but uh, let's continue, Ray. Yes, uh, go ahead and get. Am I, do I have to start all over? Please do. <laughs> I want you. This is this is your time yeah. to shine. I don't know what you're cutting though. Oh no, so. I can cut whatever I want. All right. So yeah, like I said, go get scroll number seven at scroll.vg. It is fourteen dollars for print, but five dollars for the PDF, and it you know covers things that we talked about on this show as well as some other stuff and some of my controversial opinions. Yeah. Go like and, in fact, uh, uh, buy scroll. Go back and listen to this episode again. You'll probably get so much yeah. more out of it. There's illustrations and all kinds of good stuff. It's the there. companion book to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, cat. Um, anything other than role players realm? I'm sorry. Active time babble. Uh, that, you can also check out my col- RPG column on Joystick every Wednesday. <gasps> it's another website. Yes. I'll allow it. So many websites. So yes, we will see you guys again with another new episode at some point in the not too distant future. Later. Cowbunga. Radical.